Welcome to The Daily Influence, where our mission is to deliver a daily dose of positive influence that can uplift you personally or be shared within your sphere of influence. While not every episode may directly apply to your unique circumstances, we strive to provide insights and inspiration relevant to most people's daily, weekly, and monthly lives. Whether you are tuning in during the morning, noon, or night, The Daily Influence is here for you. Listen, share, and embrace the power of influence in your life. Hey everybody, Brian Smith here with the I Am Team series in the Daily Influence. Today we're going to talk about more about communication. Uh, yesterday we talked about the importance of communication and how it's foundational to most of our influence and others. There's different types of communication and one type of communication that we didn't talk about or we kind of touched on but didn't talk deeply about was our composure or our self-control. And how we communicate through being composed or having self-control while we communicate with people is really important. It can convey a lot of influence. It can send positive messages, it can send negative messages, and it can send mixed messages in how we are composed, in how we control ourselves, in both delivering whatever communication we are or reacting to communication that we're getting. One of the best and most dramatic lessons or stories that I have about uh, composure and self-control Comes, was way back to 2004. We were doing a project for a company uh, just outside of San Francisco. I was really excited about this company because the company was over 115 years old and had been in the same family the whole time. So it was many, many generations of uh, people. And there was this person that worked for this family and he had, uh, I believe it was 15 to 18 years. And oddly enough, he had the same last name as my brother-in-law. Turns out they were actually loosely related, which I learned later. But I knew what his last name was. So I hadn't really shared anything up to this point with him about my brother-in-law. But I had this, well, liking for the person, I guess is a good way for it. Because I assumed because of the last name and how unique that my brother-in-law's last name is, uh, that uh, he would be related somehow. So anyhow, we were there. We were making huge changes to this company, positive changes. We were improving what was going on for this company, and that improvement was recognized. But every day, shortly after we started, this person would walk in and cuss me out. And... We'd be sitting at the desk with some other team members. He would walk into the doorway. He would cuss me out, and then he would leave. And the first time it happened, I just let it go. The second time it happened, the team was just a little bit, you know, put off by it. And I remember one of our team members, she said to me, you know, Brian, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to go talk to the owner? Um, are you going to go talk to him? Uh, you know, how how are you hand how are we going to handle this person's outburst? Well, the next day was a Wednesday, and he did it again. And at that point, our teammate were beginning to get a little bit nervous. I guess is the best word for it. 
uh, it was a little disconcerting to have somebody come and, and cuss at us. And it was mostly me that they were cussing at, but cuss at us uh, for the work we were doing. So I got up, walked to his office, and I said to him, look, for three straight days, you've come into our office and you've cussed at me and uh, yelled at us, and then you leave. And, and the thing about this was is that after he did that, he worked with our team. He worked with our team and did the things that we asked of him to support the improvements that we were making. And he looked at me and he put down his pencil and he said, you know, Brian, I've worked here for 15 years and it's been the same every day. And now that you're here, it's not the same. And I feel so much stress that the only thing that relieves me of my stress is to come yell at you in the morning. And when I get over that in the morning and I walk back into my office and I start working on my regular work and the work that you're adding to me to make the improvements that we know are going to be improvements, I can get through that day. But the next day on my drive back in, all I think about is the stress and the change. And the only way for me to, to start my day and to get through it is to come and yell at you. Well, that conversation went a long way. I understood why he was losing composure. I understood why he was doing what he was doing. I understood uh, the lack of control he was feeling from the area of influence that he had because of the improvements, the changes that we were bringing him. And by me going and not confronting him in a negative way and doing it in a positive way and giving him an opportunity to actually Get, give me understanding what frustration, what fear, what angst, what anxiety that he was feeling from the work we were doing, we were able to have a conversation that didn't immediately or apparently solve his overall problem. But the next day, he walked into the door and instead of yelling, he just said, good morning. And on Friday, I followed him and asked him, so, you know, is the anxiety going away? He said, no. The fact that I was able to share with you what I was doing helps me to compose myself better. And I don't feel the need to yell at you anymore. I don't feel the need to yell at anybody. I know you now understand what's going on with me and my team here. And I feel like we can move forward from that. But until he felt that way, he was under a lot of stress. I really appreciated that lesson back then. I really appreciated that having self-composure and uh, knowing what our limitations are and sharing some of these stresses we have in our ability to communicate through the stresses of our life, through people we have influence with on a regular basis is so important. And it reminded me of a failure I had at one time when I was with a partner. The partner was making decisions against what we did and I lost my composure and punched a wall, and I ended up having to repair a wall because of that. That happened before the 2004 incident that I just shared with you. But it made me think about how, had I just slowed down and had a conversation with the team that was frustrating me, the team that I was angry at, had I just shared with them what that was, had I had better composure, and a little bit more self-control, 
I probably would have solved that problem in a much more positively influential way. It's uh, hard sometimes to have self-control and composure. And it goes the opposite way, too, having too much, being too happy. Well, there's some negative aspects that can come from that. For example, you might be euphoric about something that happened. You go out and celebrate. You drink too much, you get a DUI. Or you say something, or uh, it just doesn't matter. But the idea is, is that composure goes on both ends of the scale. Not that we have to be tempered all the time and that we can't be emotional, that we can't tell people or be angry, but let them know ahead of time. Communicate to them what that control is or lack of control might be. Communicate about what the challenges are with your composure and why you're having those challenges. And it's so important because it opens up a line of communication that really exemplifies our influence within our areas of influence. It exemplifies and amplifies and elevates us as leaders and as humans with each other. And it sets us up to be our best self in all different situations. And it prepares us when we feel empowered to have that type of open communication about composure and self-control, about our body language and what we might be conveying and what people might be perceiving. It opens us up to a more powerful human influence opportunity and to have a much deeper relationship with people. Some of the best, best takeaways I think that we get out of uh, composure is it's, it's maintaining self-control to not lose focus. And what is the focus of communication? It's to get things done. Um, it gives us emotional stability when we have some control. We don't feel out of control. And there's nothing worse than feeling out of control. Um, and it's having awareness of those emotions and understanding not just our own, but having empathy for other people's emotions that we might be creating within them with things that we're doing. So composure and self-control, both sides. Uh, when we're in a stressful situation, displaying uh, the ability to remain calm and stay composed can help others. So if people are excitable around you and you find yourself on the receiving end of that, and you can objectively and uh, calmly convey to them that it's okay for them to be that way and that you're willing to listen to learn, that you're willing to be communicated to, even if it's elevated for them at the moment, you'll notice that it starts to step down as they understand that you're actually listening to them and being empathetic to them and hearing what they have to say. doesn't mean you agree just means you're hearing and you're doing it in a way that's composed. You're having the self-control. Two of the best ways to have composure uh, is remind yourself of that influence that you have. Like Renee said, you're on a movie. You're being recorded. Do you want to watch how you reply or how you respond? Do you want to watch yourself lose it? Or do you want to watch yourself stay composed and have self-control and de-escalate through that calmness, that maturity, uh, that ability to listen and communicate as the other side or the other way. And if you don't have a safe 
place to vent or in your position where you may lose your your composure, um, ask yourself if you'd be happy taking the low road. If you are really, really in a place where you feel you're just going to totally lose it, think about looking in the mirror and saying, what road do I want to go down? And if I have to go down a road that's not the high road, that's not uh, the composed and self-control road, how can I do that most effectively and most influential to have the most positive effect? Not just to make myself feel better, but to actually move forward whatever it is that is causing us to feel this way. And I know that's a lot to unpack. And that's why tomorrow we're going to talk about the high road. And we're going to talk about what being on the high road means and how difficult it can be on the high road because it's a lonely place sometimes. But for those of us who are striving to be best self and have positive influence in most of the situations we find ourselves in our area of influence, the high road is a nice place to be. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow. I hope you have a great day. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Bye. <music>